back in St. Louis. Right? Dude, I always think like the long game, right, would be uh, if you're going to slash someone's tire, like most likely at whatever point you've had that fit of rage, it could be traced back to you. You know, that's pretty mm, standard. I'm, you didn't wait three months to make that attack. <laughs> so the move is if you're going to slash someone's tire, you slash their spare. <laughs> it's, it's playing the long game so that when they need it, they're really fucked. That's a, that's a good play. And they, yeah. would, they would never notice. Never it. know. Unless it was like a Jeep and it was on the back of your car. No, and then you would just go like, oh, shit, it's flat because I never <laughs> use it. Right. And then you try to air it up, and it's still <laughs> fucking just shitty. You get them again. <laughs> that's, that's, that's mean. It's mean. That's mean. It's mean. Oh, I man. Like it. I like it. We salted a guy's yard one time in high school. I think a statute of limitations is done on that, so I'm uh, probably all right. Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> guy, a, guy, a guy I worked with at the golf course, and we, we took a bunch of, like, lawn fertilizing equipment from the golf course, like those push things that throw, yeah. and just filled them with salt. <laughs> Yes, ruthless. Charles was a prick. He he deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> we I was actually saying this the other day. I we did a lot of lawn jobs, and they were always in our own neighborhood. You know, always as kids. Lawn Terrible. jobs. That's where you just you know. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Right? Got lawn work to do tonight. We'll be, we'll be on it. <laughs> it was so terrible. I was in my, this was in high school, and um, I literally. Uh, we were like me and my buddy were driving, and we just drove into someone's yard, like and just being straight up turds. Yep. And I popped my tire on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get. That's what you get. That's dude. what you get. I had to karma. Pull, I literally had to pull around to the very next neighborhood and change my tire. <laughs> karma will get you. Uh, it'll get you every time. Oh That's man. What you, That's what you get when you're a punk. Yep. It happens. Uh, it happens, it dude. It's like uh, it's like slipping downstairs <laughs> trying to run away with something or. <laughs> Watch like a criminal steal something and break his ankle running out of the store on the way out. Like, that's what you get. Oh man. Oh man, it's awesome. So you back in town for just a bit, or? Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a long story, um, but yeah, I am uh, back in town for a while. Uh, Going to go back and forth between San Diego and St. Louis a lot over the next year. Okay. So I'll be in St. Louis a ton for a good amount of time, and then. Trying to move out of California. Makes sense. It's an interesting time there currently. It's the, it's, the, it's the goal is to get out of California. And so, yeah, right now, um, doing a little back and forth thing. So, well, you're, you're San Diego. So mm-hmm. what, I know LA is a disaster. Yeah. How weird is San Diego got? Because you guys have more of a military town anyway. Mm-hmm. It's definitely more of a conservative uh, city in San Diego, or in California. Um, but it's still California. Still, still you know, California. You, you still got thirteen and a half percent state income tax. <sighs> Brutal. Um, kids, kids can't go back to school. Um, you know they're trying to. In- <clears throat> what are they? They're, they're, it's just a, the the fires right now are pretty bad, and so the, the air quality is pretty rough. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a you know it's a rough it's a tough place to live. Not in the sense, obviously, of weather. The right. weather is normally really nice. Typically, yeah, typically really nice. And there's just a lot of people in California. Well, and I'm just kind of, I'm getting to that stage in my life where I like to be around people, but people that I like. Yes. You know, and so, and when you're in just a city like San Diego or anywhere in California, really, I mean, there's just so many people everywhere. 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 And yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of over it. And so I'm ready to well, uh, get somewhere else. At least it's really expensive. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, when you start taking away the stuff of, like, oh, California's rad because I can go to the beach and I can surf or I can do all these outdoor things and now I can't do outdoor things and, and people aren't being cool, like, nah, man. Yeah. I'm Dude, good. and then that, like, weird <sighs> luxury tax that they're trying to implement on the, like, on your net net worth. Dude. That follows you for 10 years. They're, yeah. They're trying to tax you to leave. They're trying. If you leave, That's exactly Cal- what they're doing. I don't even think it's legal. No, right? there's there's no okay. way that can be legal that they can tax you for ten years post leaving leaving the state. That's insane. Well, it's when when has that ever stopped? <laughs> That's true. Stopped right. Uncle Sam from yeah. getting his hands in your pocket. That's true, man. That's true. Oh God, okay, we like, live in a strange time. The world is on fire, and it's not slowing down. Like, I feel like it's just getting crazier. And I know it's an election year, and election years are always crazy. It's true. I did at least get to hear my current president say, well, I brought back football to Ohio, and 
Everyone there is very happy about it. <laughs> I, Fuck. I did that. I got the Big Ten football back. <laughs> when he said that, I was dying laughing. Like, that's the most important thing in the world right now. It's so oh, bad. Oh, man. This, these, those, those two, holy cow. That's the best options that we're allowed to be given. That's, there's no way. That's, it's impossible. Dude, what I really wish, and, I, and again, I don't care now who would be driving the boat. I wish Dan Crenshaw and Tulsi Gabbard would run together. Mm. Give me a give me a right and left on the same ticket from two people that are reasonable. Yeah. So Dan was a good buddy of mine. Seems like a nice fucking. I love I love the things he's got to say. Uh, he was in he was in all of my platoons. Uh, he was not in the he was in the buds class right ahead of me, but he when he was at SEAL Team Three, he was in my uh, he was in my troop for six years. Small world. Yeah. Dan's a good dude. I love Dan. Any contacts, still or? Uh, not really, no. Okay. I, I, you know, I mean, once you get out, everyone goes their separate ways, and you just lose contact. But yeah, I mean, I tell you what, like I know that you're starting a podcast, and so that ain't the hardest reach out. Yeah, exactly. I that mean, would be, it'd be great. You, you've got a big enough following that even if he doesn't recognize the name <laughs> immediately, he'll click on it. Right. And yeah. then, and then be like, oh shit. Yeah. No, I still have his number in my phone. Oh, right on. I mean, unless if it's, he might have changed his number. Who knows? No idea. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah, he, great dude, and it, it'd be great to catch up with him. Yeah, he's so, operating in a way different world mm-hmm. in America than I am. Like that, the the troop actually when he got blown up, so he got blown up in an IED in Afghanistan. Uh, the same trip that I got, I hurt my knee. Okay, fucking around wrestling, like yep. obviously like, yep. he's doing real cool <laughs> shit, and I, you know, blow my knee out. That's how it happens. I tore my first ACL in college, not doing track, warming right. up for track, playing basketball. But yeah, damn. I mean, I remember seeing him, and man, he was. Uh, you know he was he was just kind of kind of healing up, and I remember him seeing him on a plane. We were going to a funeral uh, of another buddy who uh, ended up getting killed over in Afghanistan, and he had forgotten his painkiller medicine. Oof! And I remember just seeing him, and he was just in rough shape. And like I'm like, Danny, you okay, brother? And he's like, oh, I, for- I forgot my pain meds, and he was like having withdrawals. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, and. It was just a crazy story, but um, and then I remember seeing him a couple months later, you know, because that's <clears throat> when you're not in the same troop, not when you're not in small, like in a troop together, like you just don't you run into guys like month, like every every month well, or so. You look, know, I think that's pretty natural, right? Especially if you're if you're busy, it a lot of stuff ends up being that like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, because I'm occupied. Yeah, you know, I can only handle so many things at a time, and it's tough to keep up with. Holy shit, I haven't spoke to him in two weeks. Right, right. And so I see him a couple months later, and, you know, he's starting to come around or whatever. And then, you know, a couple months go past again, and I was like, hey. You know, I, find, I saw him in the gym. He was working out, which was, which was really cool to see. Yeah. You know, guy just got blown up not that long ago. And, you know, he's, got an, he's <clears throat> missing an eye. He's got this cool trident eye, actually. What? So it was, like a, it was actually like a glass eye that had a trident on it. So now he wears the patch, which is cooler. Yeah, pilot, it is cool. You know, but the trident eye was actually – I thought it was really cool, too. But dude, I mean, the guy was trying to get back overseas. Like that's the to kind go of, back to work. Yeah, like that's the kind of guy he is. And so, I have nothing but respect for Dan. I think he's doing a phenomenal job, and and his uh, and his political career will be great. I would I would not be shocked at all if he runs for president in the next you know eight years. Yeah, I, it, if the current powers that be find him to be yeah pliable enough <laughs> right exactly you yeah. know that well, you and that's know. and that's such a shame I, th- it's a shame that i feel that way about it it it's our system it's bad it's our system right and how do we fix it i don't know I, you know, I, you know that's, and that's I true even, i don't i don't know either i don't i don't even really love to talk about it because no. it's exa- it's so far out of, outside of my knowledge or grasp because i don't have i don't want to i don't i'm not the kind of guy who likes to just sit and complain about things if i don't have solutions Right. So it's tough, you know. I, I don't know how to fix that. Yep. Look, man, I like I say that all the time. I was like, look, I appreciate that I've that I've been given a platform. Right. But I, I stick to my route. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, stay in my stay in my lane ish. While while I don't agree with the current political candidates, no one's asking me <laughs> to, to step in at the How job. should we fix this? We I've seen I've seen you throw a hammer. How do we fix this? <laughs> You're pretty good at throwing rocks in the field. Maybe make it some shirts, would you? Right. Would you? Would you like to take a turn at running the country? No, thank you. I love your brand. Hate brand. How do we fix our political platform? Oh, God. 
I you like to pay the man. How do we fix this political <laughs> right. aspect? Oh yeah, you're right. Let me let me tell you my yeah. uh, my ideas. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Plus, not to mention the weirdness of a pandemic, and it's it's been a year. It has been a year, dude. It still feels to me because because the Arnold didn't happen, and then like the big things that I use is like, oh, that happens at this time of the year, and that happens like they didn't go down. Yeah, it still just feels like March. <laughs> kind of like like we went over to uh bonnie's sister's house yesterday and uh for her nephew's birthday party little four mm. and uh like pulled up and like the the pool's open and i'm like oh man it's time to cover the pool already like it's it's fall right and i'm like they must have only had it open for two weeks like but no <laughs> of course they've had it open since <laughs> it's been open six months <laughs> we were actually like locked down for like three right. of those months <laughs> just have no concept of what it is. It's been a year. It's been such an interesting year, and exactly Ooh. like you don't like if it, it, it feels like the summer that never was. Yeah, you know, like there really wasn't a summer. It was so there was no bait. There was. I mean, for me, baseball is a big thing. My kids play baseball. Oh, so, right on. Yeah, you know they they didn't get their baseball right. They got to practice a lot, but they didn't get a tournament until um, probably three weeks ago. And so we were still in California at the time. We actually could not play little league sports in California. We had to travel to Arizona to get a tournament in. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It was a five-hour travel. Sure. It was rough, you know. But it was just crazy to me that, like, we can't, we couldn't play sports in our own city. Dude. You know, like, it's nuts. And so, that, yeah, it's, it's been such a crazy year. Just, yep. For me, other than the kids' sports, like, my life didn't change drastically in any way. Same. You know? I'm, I'm very fortunate. Look, we don't have real jobs. Right. You know? Um, and, I mean, other side of that is, is business is great. Yeah, because people are buying shit from home, so this this is very good. It's not a bad. thing I am for us. not trying to complain in any way, shape, or form. No, I understand no. people are in a rough spot, and yeah, we've we've been doing with with the company like stuff like that, just looking at different ways to market. And so we've been doing like try to do fun giveaways, right, to to hook people up. And so, um, like we just gave away a uh, a gravel bike from Niner. Oh, that's cool. So it was like twenty two hundred dollar brand new bike. And dude, bikes were. Like you couldn't find them. You can't find them. Man. No. You couldn't find People them. People fucking. Dude, it's the like, best year ever for bike business. Dude, yeah, it's, it's so crazy how this pandemic has really shaped so many different things. Like, uh, look at Rogue Fitness. Yeah. I mean, they can't keep can't keep up. They had the, sh- the moment they. I remember seeing the email or Instagram post where they're like, "We're shutting the site down for two hours to stop taking orders so we can start filling them." I was like, "Oh man." <sighs> Like that's a whole different level of stress, right? Oh, that's crazy. I mean, good problems, great, problems. but still problems. It is, yeah, it you is. You know, and then the idea of like, so what? We need to hire fifty percent more people to keep up right now, and then what? Let them go and right, and you know, if it, and if this goes back, like when this goes back at some point, hopefully. I just don't know, man. I don't know what we're gonna see. I think I think we're gonna see a shift that doesn't shift all the way back. I agree. Um, I, th- I definitely think some things are going to be adjusted for forever. I think that people are, you know, there will be, it'll be interesting to see how gyms come back from this. The CrossFit gyms will be okay because they're, because they're community based. Right. Powerlifting gyms will be okay because they're community based. Right. But golds. Yeah. LA You're in fit- trouble. LA fitnesses. You're in trouble. Yeah. Those people already bought home stuff. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's what, they, that's why Ro, Ro can't keep stuff on right. the site, man. Yeah, and people are going to now, from now on, they're going to see this this pandemic as something where they don't want to get caught like that again with, nope. with their pants down. Why would you? Right? Now, oh, I, I, I got to have home stuff. Yep. You know, and so now you have this home stuff. So may as well train at home. May as, well, may as well work out at home, especially if you go to LA Fitness or Gold's where, right. you, you know, you go in there with your headphones on to get your workout in. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very <clears throat> glad that I've spent a very minimal amount of time in my lifting career in those facilities. I just don't get it. I, yeah, I never... I never, you know what? I did Gold's. That's actually where I started doing CrossFit. Was in a Gold's gym, and it was actually downtown. Come on, yeah, down here, in right. S- downtown St. Louis. And I, you know, I got a set of bumper plates, a barbell, a wall ball, and uh, some rings. And I would go into the back. There was like this back room. I think it was an old aerobics room or something. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And I would go back there, and I would take my stuff back there, and then I'd, like anytime I needed to use something outside, I would just come out and hit it, and then I'd go back into the other room. And but yeah, I actually started doing CrossFit in a Gold's gym. So you know, because there was no gold, there was no CrossFit. Gyms. Of course, yeah, it was, it was that was in two thousand five. Yeah, so we it's it, it's a similar thing, but like whenever I got into Highland Games and got into like a strongman, 
Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't anyone selling equipment. <laughs> right. So, like, I went and made a yoke and welded and drill pressed a bunch of shit and was making sleds and pouring my own atlas stones and doing all this because can't buy it and so crossfit was the same way like the guy the early adopters yeah you know we're just figuring out how to get shit done like especially like talking with uh like kelly starette oh yeah because he's been around forever well their gym was in the first 50 okay right and so like and their gym uh parking lot of dreams at san francisco crossfit like he was working at a, I think it was a rafting or kayaking place, mm-hmm. or or was a PT clinic. It's one of those two. And he picked up a shipping container, put it in the back, and they filled it with equipment. And then they put an awning up. And for years, in the original like mobility wad videos on YouTube, are from them in this parking lot. Right. If it rains, there's two fucking inches of water, like where the squat racks are, and people just showed up and dealt with it, dude. They had two hundred members. Coming to the parking lot to lift that way and like Man, killing it. That's crushing it. No overhead in no. California. Right. Oh. And ba- I mean, I don't know how much they were charging back then, but yeah, they were crushing it. Crushing it. Crushing it. I mean, clearly they found something that people want. Exactly. The That's the thing about CrossFit, right? Is, is people see the results so quickly and that's why people li- like it. It's oh, the yeah. intensity because they've never been pushed like that before. No. You know? And, I, I, it's, and such it's also great for. Previous athletes. Yeah. It's a good transition. It's, it's That's a good what I did. outlet. That was me. You know, I was done wrestling. And yep. I was like, I was doing a little bit of bodybuilding. That was the only working out I did. Cause I it's didn't boring. Know, it's super boring. I hated it every, <laughs> every minute of it. But I, I was like, I can't, you know, get out of shape. And and then I fell, found CrossFit and I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like, yep. I, I can almost be, com- it was, and it was before a sport, but I knew that it was competitive just by the nature of it. Right. Right. With your buddy. Or right. at least against yourself. Yeah. More so than bodybuilding. Yeah, for sure. I mean, now that they implement the strongman stuff and all that, it's mm-hmm. awesome. When did you get into Highland Games and all that? So I got into my very first Highland game I did was in like November <clears throat> of 20 or 2008. Okay. And then. 2009, I think I did six or seven games mm-hmm. around. And then 2010 was my first complete year that I competed as an amateur. Uh, won a couple amateur world champion or won an amateur world championship. And then 2011, did a full season, won an amateur world championship that the way, the way it was sold to me was that I was in Spokane, Washington, and it was like, oh, so the winner from this gets an automatic invite to the 2012 Professional World Championships. Okay. So I was like, shit, yeah. <laughs> this is the easiest way to get in. <laughs> I just got to win this thing. Yeah. And so, like, I finished that contest, and, uh, and they're like, oh, how do you, you know, how you feel about Worlds? I was like, I'm excited. I'm excited to get home and, like, prepare and train for it. And they're like, well, it's in two weeks. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean I'm going to professional worlds in two weeks, not in a year? <laughs> Sick. This is not anything that's ever been mentioned prior. I didn't make a mistake. They just fucking changed it. Oh, wow. And uh, I ended up going and taking second and, and like, Dude. just showed up with the idea of, like, I'm not supposed to fucking be here. <laughs> right. Let them have it. <laughs> just <laughs> fucking let them have it. That's the the best year. I, I took second my first year at the game for the exact same thing. Like, right. I went in there and I was like, I mean, I went in to win. I knew I wanted to win because obviously I was just competitive. The same Fuck as yeah. you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not coming here to participate. No. That's for fucking sure. But I didn't have, like, no one knew who I was. Right. I, there was no expectations. So I didn't have, the, the only stress I had was the stress I put on myself. And what year is this? This was 11. Okay, so is this still, like, at the ranch? No, no. This was the first year, the second year at the Home Depot Center or Carson or whatever. Got it, got it. But it was the first year Reebok was involved. Oh, right and on. So, so, yeah, it was the first year that the prize was, you know, $250,000 to the winner and 50000 to the second place guy. Which was, is still a way better paycheck than I've gotten a single paycheck <laughs> right. in my life, which is still <laughs> Right. It was good. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was in the military, so I wasn't hurting. It, for me, it was, it was literally just extra money. Yeah. And for fun. You know, it was things that i was already doing right i was i was using crossfit to stay in shape because i enjoyed doing it i enjoyed working out and so now i was like wow i can this there's a sport really like right. i get to c- go compete doing this shit pretty right. cool getting that real check after the taxes come out yeah though. <laughs> that's great like, oh. oh so that's what 50 grand <laughs> right. like. especially because when you're in the military you don't pay as much in taxes. <sighs> right it's so nice because you don't pay taxes on all of your 
because your base pay is super small, right? Like you can look up how much people make in the military. So I was an E, what year is this, 11? I was an E5, you know, four years of service. You can literally look up. There's a chart. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, it looks right, up. Right. So like your base pay is like $2,400 a month. Okay. But then you get, you know, stationed in San Diego, you get $2,800 for housing. That's not taxed. Right. You get your extra pays, uh, demo pay, jump pay. Um, yeah, all your other skills. All the other skills that you have that you, you know, for being a SEAL. And so none of those are taxed. And so, oh, sick. So most of your money, like 70% of your money is not taxed. So yeah, I'm really- pretty good with that since you guys uh, at some point for work will get shot at. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I haven't had to deal with that as a stress at any of the places I've worked. So I'm, I'm good with that exchange. <laughs> you, live down, you live downtown St. Louis. Don't count myself too lucky yet. You're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, that was so. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. When you uh, when you went to do your taxes at the end, they're like, "Oh, this isn't military money. All of this is going to be taxed." You're Oof. Like, Oof, okay, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, like I had a friend of mine who had done a thing, and like I think the prize money was a hundred grand or something like that, and had won. And they said, "Just like I was like, yeah, the check that came in was for fifty four grand." I'm like, poof. <laughs> it's like I'm glad Uncle Sam earned that other piece. You know, exactly. they really, really showed up on during those days for me. <laughs> they hooked me up. Without him, I would have. I don't think I would have been there anyways. Right, and you know, it's it's so easy too. I think for your for your, and look, I don't have a. I'm not trying to defend the ultra wealthy by any stretch, but like, you know, look at what. You know, friends of mine I know that run bigger businesses. You know, talk to them about taxes, and it's just like, well, I, I pay two hundred grand a month in personal income tax, and then at the end of the year, I got hit for seven hundred grand. And I'm like, tell me, I'm not doing my share, and right? I'm like, Fuck, man, like that's yeah. a lot to swallow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, taxes are a necessary evil. They are, but man, when you look at percentages wise, sometimes you just it's an interesting thing, and again, I don't have a solution. I don't. I don't. I don't you know, either. Other the only other thing like that I think tax. of is do I like a use tax? Mm-hmm. So stay out of my income tax, <clears throat> property tax. I get other than I don't like the fact that I can own my house and then somehow not pay the property tax, and you get my house. <laughs> so it's like I'm always paying rent right. to live in America. So okay. Um, but I, I like the idea of a use tax, right? Because I believe people with more money are going to buy more expensive things. Mm-hmm. And so let's put 15% as a, as a tax rate on purchases. Okay. And that way, you know, if I'm going to spend hundred grand on a vehicle, I have to pay more than, say, if you're going to spend whatever on a car. Right. And so I think that would leverage things a little bit better. And then we have to get rid of all of the fucking tax cut. Like the... Don't allow me to write everything off because if you're going to give me a way to beat your system, yeah, and I can afford to pay someone to help me beat your system, right? That that's what you do. You you pay someone that you think paying them will still make me pay less. And to be honest, it's typically not that much money. No, CPAs like, aren't CPAs expensive. CPAs are like four dollars to right. do your taxes. It's not that crazy. And good like, ones do good, great jobs. And good ones do great jobs. Yes, yeah. it's really it's it is it's a it's, a, it's an interesting system. Again, I don't have the answers, but no, I don't either. You know, like man, when you you hear about what tax money gets spent on in California, sometimes it, it can really start to boil your blood. Yeah, I've, I've said that for a long <clears> time. <throat> like, look, I'm I'm trying to hold on. I will I will try to not pay as much tax as I can possibly not pay. I mean, that's, and that's yeah. everyone. I, think, I don't yeah. think anyone doesn't feel that way. <laughs> right. It's like, look, I need I Uncle, like my I, money. Yeah, I need Uncle Sam to be more fucking responsible with that allowance before I'm trying to hand over any more of it. You have California that's the, what would they be, like the fourth or fifth largest economy in the world? I thought most. it was like the third. Maybe your third, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, I'm like I'm not, I wasn't exactly 100%, but I thought it was the third. Yeah, it's in the top five. But I didn't want to, sure. yeah, I didn't want to say that if, um, and say be out of, you know, be wrong, but, uh, and they're bankrupt. You know, like how, what are you doing with that money? You know, like that's where I go with it. Like what, what are you doing? But I, but that's always been the accountability issue for our country. Right. You know, in the way we, we've felt about it for a long fucking time. And I mean, that was, you know, you got Newsham there, right? Who is, he literally says we have to shut down the, shut down the state, right? (laughs) We shut down the state, went into corn, went into, you know, like stay at home orders. 
restaurants, hair salons, basically like anything that wasn't like a like a grocery store. Yeah, chop the legs out. You know, where it was like shut down. Or Except, not mom and pop hardware stores. We have to keep Home Depot open because right. they still pay the majority of city tax revenue. Liquor, so we're not closing those. Liquor stores didn't close. Yeah. Marijuana dispensaries didn't close. You know, gyms closed, though. Right. You know why? <laughs> because gym taxes ain't nearly as much as nope. liquor taxes. Or the 48% <laughs> on pot. <laughs> right. You're like, you come know on. what I mean? Like, so let me get this thing right. This, yeah. this thing that we have hundreds of thousands of citizens in jail for, which is marijuana. This is now an essential business, right? <laughs> they get to stay. It gets to stay open during a pandemic. <laughs> Come on, Come man. on, it's crazy. And, and, you know, look, I feel it's really strange because I feel both ways about that. I feel like that's fucked, right? Like that logic's really bad. Yeah. And at the same time, is there anyone currently in trouble for a marijuana offense that wasn't aware it was illegal when they did it? Right. And I think you have to take responsibility for you. You did an illegal thing. I don't believe the crime fits the punishment. Mm-hmm. That's a tough. That's really a tough scenario, right? That is not black and white. That is super gray, no. and I don't even. No, and especially with people. Do look, people are survivors, and exactly. if you put people in wrong spots, they're still going to try to do what they can to, I to think, get by. I think that's me. My thirty-seven years of experience of life is really realizing, when I was younger, everything was black and white. Yeah. And I realize, more so now as I get older. There's nothing is black and white, and it's almost all gray. It's all nuance. It's crazy, right? And that dude, that's been the the consistent conversation I've had on probably the last five podcasts with various people. It's like it's all nuance. Yeah, there's so much just. It's just not an easy left or right, and no. and I think that's part of the issue we're dealing with as a as a country is from the leadership standpoint. You know, without the politics of it, just just personality-wise. I feel we have a leader that never admits they're wrong, doesn't say I'm sorry, and won't apologize. And if that's the case, it's really hard to make progress if you don't ever admit I fucked up. Yeah. Because then there's no reason to change course. Like, I, I have to do that in my own training. I, I have to do that with my businesses. I have to do that with, with everything. I'm like, yo, this was wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, Let's I did, not do that anymore. I did a workout yesterday. I, yeah. I was like, that was stupid. I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. You know? <laughs> like, and that's just how politics are in nature. None of them do. Like, no, I don't like, I don't like to point fingers at anybody. No. Um, because they all are the exact same. Like, none of them will apologize. That's like the running thing is like, we just want an apology. We just want to we just want to hear you say you were wrong, right. and none of them will. And it's oh, uh, we can't we can't even currently get our president to say that he disagrees with white supremacist organizations because he's still playing the political game of not really answering a question. It's just it's and it's just a shame. It's a shame that that's where we've gotten. Right. It's it's really crazy. I mean, yeah. It's the it's the first time in my lifetime that I've felt embarrassed to be american i don't know if i would say i'm embarrassed have you seen this have you seen the movie the um, why am i losing my mind right now the social social dilemma, dilemma. i have yes. not watched it yet but i'm familiar uh, get in get into yeah, it yeah it'll it it'll will, be a deep dive it will it'll change your perspective on a lot of things because i think that right now we are so everything is so radicalized right mm-hmm. like like in past the the person who was elected our president was always the most moderate right the guy because because you always had your political side right you had your uh conservatives and your liberals and you had that platform already right so if you had an rrd next to your name you knew you had those those people yep right no matter what and then the why the pre- the most moderate president typically came into office was because he could he, pull the other he, side to him. He well, he could pull the people in the middle who were undecided, right. right? Who who didn't who didn't declare themselves as Republicans or Democrats, right? Right, and so now the swing states, if yeah, you, yeah, exactly, you know? right. And so now we have it. It's because of social media, I think. Uh, everyone is like you're you you have to be you have to draw the si- line in the sand and declare which side you're on and you have to scream it from the top of your lungs and there can be no conversations no and if you when you watch this when you watch the social dilemma dilemma the thing the guy says is he gets asked a question in the show and he's like what are you most scared of from this um <clears throat> and he literally looks in the camera and he says civil war 
Yeah. And it's crazy, but it's true. Because, I mean, I don't know if it really is this way, but it's being portrayed this way. It and is indeed. Because, it, of, because everyone is so willing to go on social media and write these things that they probably wouldn't say to a person in, to their face. Of course not. You know, and it's like, man. like, Well, that's the accountability. Exactly. That we, we, we don't have any. Right. We don't have any accountability. We just literally, we, we go on these platforms, we write, we say them, we can put our phone away and we don't have to look at it again. Right. Or you can sit there and get in arguments and call people names and instead of having a civil conversation about something and actually maybe just having a, ah, we disagree. No big deal. You know, it is what it is. Well, it's like playing Xbox Live or, or not maybe Xbox Live, but online gaming and talking shit at that level, right? Mm. Or like I remember being in middle school and getting instant messenger and we would go in there and just talk shit (laughs) in chat rooms because you're invincible yeah right and just say the worst things possible to back and forth with some stranger Mm. who's probably another idiot kid of course they are right or an idiot grown adult it wasn't supposed to be my parents (laughs) (laughs) who were doing that like you guys are better than this you're falling for it like the kids yeah but how they how they say in so the the movie the show sort of social dilemma is these companies that are using these social media platforms they're using your own brain against you they're human they're using human psychology against you it is like it's like using the very first computer against you know the most crazy advanced computer technology you know out there yep. against yourself right your brain like your brain is this old is the old computer Right, that you can. It only knows the you know yeah. very linear things, right? Where this this thing is like, no, no, we we can if we put this on here, and because he's looked at it more times than this, and like this is going to keep him on our platform more. It's crazy. It, it it is right, and so one one of the issues I have there was another show going over the same type of thing that that I was looking at, and it was about you know dealing with the data mining mm. and the way those companies treat the data, and that it, the data is valuable. Right. You know that, look, I know what time everyone picks up their phone. So I know what time you essentially wake up. I know what time you go to bed. I know where you shop. I know all these things so I can target advertising to you in X, Y, and Z. It It's very easy to get caught in the evil empire nefarious side of that. Right. But I'm also really glad that when I'm scrolling through my phone, it's not giving me ads for daycare because I don't have kids. Right. I'm, I'm glad of all the ads I don't <clears throat> see that don't have to do with me. Yeah. Because that would suck. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't want tampon ads. <laughs> Do you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. It's easy to think that like your scroll and my scroll are the same, but they're fucking not. No, they're not. It's yeah, very yeah. easy. Like, there's probably some overlap. Yeah. Because our universes cross a bit, but sure. like, if you were a professional cyclist, your Instagram is not the same as mine. No. And so, it's it it blows me away that people like agreed that. This is the information I'm, I'm choosing to put out. Using my device is being tracked. Right. We've known that a long time. Yep. We also know that it's listening, which we've given it the right to do. <laughs> we said, okay. <laughs> and so instead of taking the responsibility and saying, like, maybe I should be better about when I use this, yeah. how I use it, we want the same companies that, that have done this. We want them to pick and choose the data that we think is acceptable for them to take from us, not change our actions. Right. right. We would like this change, but also never be inconvenient. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't want to have to do any of the work. No, we would like to change nothing of our patterns. Right. Uh, please watch less. Just don't <laughs> like, listen to us as much, and don't use our information to sell, your, to, sell to companies to place ads on your platform. It's crazy. I get, I get it. I, again... It's a gray area. But it's our fault. But you're right. It is. It's 100% And we want to be saved by them. Yeah. Instead of save I, yourself. I, I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, it, you know, like, I think, I, I think there's going to be this um, situation where people start to maybe push back a little bit against it. I hope. You know, I hope so, too. I think that it's, it's crazy. I, I can't sit here and bash social media because, no. because it's put me in a position where well, you know that I, I get to do the job that i get to do it's a tool it is yeah, i don't look at it any different than the way i always describe it is my phone essentially is fire and it doesn't have an opinion it is a tool yeah. now i can use that tool and keep it under wraps and i can 
warm meals and I can cook and I can forge tools and I can build things and I can power whatever. Or I can let it get out of control and burn my fucking house down. <laughs> the fire doesn't care either way. <laughs> right. And so for me with social media, like, dude, that's a place I contribute and I don't consume much. Yeah. And then like, it, it's a tool. It is. And I, I use it as such. If, if there's shit that comes across my feed that doesn't make me smile or laugh, it's got to go. Right. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the thing that gets so crazy, right? Where people, are, where people just, <laughs> when people put derogatory terms, like comments on people's pages oh, that you God. don't even know, you're like, what? I mean, what kind of day are you having to where you took the t- I could never imagine taking the time to write something mean. Right. Unless it's like a buddy that I'm just giving yeah, shit to, give you shit know? To. I like, just don't care. I, I change the channel. Right. I don't want to, exactly. I'll, I'll turn the TV yeah, how off. many YouTube channels are out there? <laughs> right. Like, there's so many YouTube channels out there. I can't imagine commenting on one. Like, <clears throat> man, I get in some weird YouTube rabbit holes of just weird shit I like to watch. And so, like, one of which I found a channel that this guy modifies Hot Wheels. <laughs> and it's, it's fucking great. <laughs> what the? It's, it's a great thing to watch while I'm fucking cooked to the moon. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can see that. And so like, this guy is modifying Hot Wheels, and people will comment and be like, you should do this and this. And I'm like, you fucking tell him what to do? Like, we've never met the person who's doing it. Like, it's just video of the car and him working on it, like, with his hands. And so I'm like, change the channel. If you don't like it, find another one. Like, there's probably 20 fucking Hot Wheel modification <laughs> channels. I'd like to know the number on that, really. It's, probably, it's a whole subject. Look, if someone's great at it right. and has a big following, yeah. they're shitty Hot Wheel modification <laughs> channels. Because <laughs> they want to be great. Just wants to be good. All he's got is a cell phone or like an old flip cam. <laughs> oh, it's just bad. Dude, that's amazing. <laughs> there is some crazy shit out dude, there. Dude, that's the one I get fascinated by. Is like I realize like kind of the hierarchy of ugh, influencers that would operate in health and fitness. Mm. And the, you know that we have athletes and then we have the fitspo crowd and then we have bodybuilders and we have this and we have some that are taken very seriously as athletes and we have some that you realize are like they're attractive <laughs> right yeah. every genre has it yeah like cycling has it yeah <laughs> and fucking right. a hot wheel modificators like <laughs> they're like well she doesn't do great cars but she's hot <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And some guy's out there bitter about it. He's like, if I could be attractive. <laughs> like, I'd, be, I'd make so much money. Crazy. <laughs> uh, I know. It's crazy. It is. And it, you know, it's, it's all entertainment, right? We all just want to be entertained. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, I, and I am far from being removed to the point that I don't find it odd or or the level of narcissism that comes along with some of it to say, I, th- I think the conversations I have with my friends are cool enough that someone should pay me for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, dude, I don't even. It's I, a weird feeling. I couldn't believe, like, when, when my guy, you know, my guy who helps me logistically on a lot of my stuff, um, on my, like, programming and stuff mm-hmm. like that, he's like, dude, you need to do a podcast. And I'm like, who the, f- who wants to listen to me talk to Everyone. people? And, and, dude, yeah, like. Everyone. We've had a really great time. I mean, this is. You know, it, we're going to share this podcast, yeah. and so it's going to be episode seven. Yeah, man. And I'm, and I'm like, it's, dude, I'm getting, like, such great feedback on it. Yeah, I think like, this is, like, 146 or 147. Dude, that's so awesome. I've done, I've been consistent. The interviews, I've, I haven't missed maybe one or one or two weeks mm-hmm. since I started, but. Do you ever do, like, by yourself? I started. Okay. So, the easiest way oh, to transition you know yeah. into that is to do Q&A. Yeah, of course. Like, so, do a Q&A with, um, like, Instagram yep. uh, or something like that. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's an easy way to do it, and it gives you a second upload. Right. Um, and you get better at it. Yeah, I, I, the thing for me is I'm always, you know, no matter what it is I'm doing, I'm always trying to get better at yeah, it. Of right? course. That's like, the whole fun the, part. Like, yeah, that's the best part. And so, listening to myself. Oh, like, God. Oh, bro. You I'm, can't. Pay someone else to edit it. Once you're done. No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> just yeah, don't, don't listen to I it. I don't edit it, but I do listen to it because I know I'm not a great speaker. Right. Like, I, I used, I used to be deathly afraid of getting up and publicly speaking mm. like i'm talking about the anxiety that would go through my body i've had to leave rooms before come on like i'm talking like i would get tunnel vision and sweat oh like full panic attack like full panic attack like and this was in a room of seven people yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'm like but performing and competing in front of people no problem zero issues whatsoever i mean i get the, the butterfly that's yeah but the, the butterflies are good that's good exactly it's not a bad thing and i never and that was all sports. I always got butterflies, and that was just, you know, the excitement, not more, 
less nervousness but more excitement than yep. you know getting to go out and compete um but when it actually came to speaking uh man i was just it was not my thing well, I, most people and i hated it exactly most it, people are not interested people say that they it's actually their number one fear over death which is crazy public speaking public speaking and then once you do it and once you get used to it man it's so crazy and you realize it's really not that big of a deal. Don't get me wrong. I'll still get those little moments, mm-hmm. but I can contain them now because obviously I've done it a, a bunch of times where I'm you know, out there speaking in front of groups and, and especially when you're speaking on the subject of yourself where it's super easy. <laughs> right. I'm not going to forget yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's me. It's my life. So it's not a hard thing to talk about. Um, and that's really helped is obviously, yeah, just knowing what you're talking about makes it a lot easier. I- where I'll still get nervous um, is, like, if I'm invited to speak, like, a panel or something like that, right? And we're going to field questions, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the imposter syndrome that kicks up occasionally, and it's like, the fuck am I doing here? It's, again, it's holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Right? The same thing where you're like, am, is this real? Like, like, do I do the things that I say I do? Well, it, it's that, and then it's like occasionally for me becomes looking at who else I'm on stage with. And I'm like, one of these is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, and I'm like, fuck am I doing here, man? Someone thinks this is a good idea, but <laughs> right. Yeah. I've had okay. Those, I've definitely had those moments. Let's give it hell. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like, I mean, uh, I was on a, I was on a panel uh, with, um, when I, you know, I was a Nike athlete and I still kind of still. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I was on there with uh, the number one woman's WNBA draft pick. Oh um, shit. You know, like this freak basketball player and she was uh, an Olympic champion as well. And she's sitting there talking and they're like, what's your favorite moment? She's like, Oh, when I won the Olympics, and I'm like, <laughs> do I have to go now? <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, do I have to say something? Really? Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I've never had a good moment. It's like, fine. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm proud of like the, my accomplishments. Of, of course. You know? Of course. Right. But like, I've always, I just don't look at myself like, Oh, I, I'm not an Olympic champion, but I, you know, a CrossFit Games athlete took second, a uh, Navy SEAL. Like, they're all good accomplishments. I guess for me growing up, it was just the Olympics was like, oh, man. Like, same same way I feel about Highland Games, right? right. Like, if, if I was a really good thrower, there's a thing for me to go do called the Olympics. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not new. <laughs> I didn't get – I wasn't invited. <laughs> so I did this other thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's 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 interesting. And then exactly now, now we're sitting here chatting and – People want to listen to us talk. Well, part of that, I think, is just the fact that we stuck to a thing. Right. You know, that we've done it forever. And what's come from, like, that different kind of physical aspect of our lives of having that in the tank is kind of always a consistent thing is at, by this age, like, you end up respecting all the other folks, no matter what their background is, mm-hmm. because you can't fake strong and you can't outsource it. You can't hire someone to do it for you. So if you've got it, like we've shared, we've shared a lot of things. We've had you some know? struggles that we've, you know, exactly you know we've all had off. surgeries. We've all fucking been beat up. <laughs> we've all, you know, across the board, man. And it's, it's not fuckery. It's not. And it's, and you know, I heard something the other day and I thought it was a really cool statement. I've never heard it put this way. You know, like I don't, obviously there's just a lot of, you know, whatever motivational quotes and shit out there. But this uh, quote was like, to be great, you don't have to, it's really not that hard because so many people are so okay with being mediocre. You have to go just one little step further to be great. Yeah. And I, it like sunk in and stepped in. I was like, damn, that's so true. Or a lot of it. And I'm not saying I'm great no, by any but, means. But, yeah. But like, you know, but to go out and do awesome stuff, it really isn't that hard. Because so many people are just, like, okay with, ah, just going through the motions almost. Dude, I, I felt that way. I don't remember when it clicked, but I remember at some point, like, realizing that the other folks in my age group, who I believe are lazy, you know, for the most part, or aren't willing to suffer as much as I am. Right. That, like, if this is who I have to compete with for jobs the rest of my life, okay. Yeah. I'll I'm do in. just fine. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I, yeah. I, I will happily outsuffer you. Yeah. And and enjoy it. And I do it like that's the thing. Like because I just want progress. I haven't lied to myself about some some there that fixes my bullshit. Yeah, I just want progress. Right. I mean, the, the thing I was thinking about this on the way over here. You know, the thing for me it was just 
<clears throat> I I people people would look at stuff the stuff that I don't do and call those sacrifices. Where I'm like I'm like you think I sacrificed? I'm like I didn't sacrifice. I didn't want to go to the bar. Right. I didn't right. want to go drink. It's so funny that people dude that's that's one of those things that like you know Bonnie Bonnie does online coaching and then like I've I've helped a handful of people and like I'll get questions and it's like you know nutrition blah 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 how do you handle alcohol I'm like I don't drink <laughs> I I did a lot right at one point but I, I don't anymore I have a couple beers a month maybe uh, maybe I'm, two I'm literally the same like two maybe a yeah. month well I quit being able to predict my hangover exactly and it can be I can have a beer and feel shit tomorrow and I don't have an answer for that and so. Look, the juice ain't worth the squeeze. I'm not drinking anymore. Have, Whereas yeah. more herbal remedies have tended to not prove me to have a headache tomorrow. <laughs> and so I just, it seems better. I, I'm the same way, man. I was a big drinker. I drank a lot in my early, in my early, I was in early 20s, I would say. Early 20s, a big drinker. And uh, yeah, now I'll have maybe one or two beers. I still have a taste for it. I still enjoy a yeah, beer. Yeah, same. But I'm not going to, I'm exactly the same thing. It's not worth, I would rather be able to get up, go work out, do whatever I want to do. And, and but then that's that's the key word. I'd like to be able to get up and do whatever I want to do. Right. Not oh, and then the cycle of like, well, I laid on the couch and I was fucking lazy and like <laughs> I'm I'm constantly just trying to outsmart that part of me. Right. That wants to do nothing. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> that's an old Anthony Bourdain quote. <clears throat> yeah. And he's like, my life is a series of steps and 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 uh and strategies to outsmart and outwit the pot smoker in me that wants to lay on the couch and do nothing all day. Dude, it's a great point. I mean, it's true because it, that, that's in all of us. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people, I mean, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you, you know, the baddest dudes out there that portray themselves on the, on social media to be these fucking 30 milers every day or whatever, <laughs> you know, that I'm, you know, David I'll, Goggins, I'm, man, I'm as, it'd be hard. You just be hard. You know why he does that? Because exactly what you just said, and that's what I I don't know David Goggins at all. I, sure, I, you know he's a seal, obviously, but and we share that and I respect him. And I think I think it's cool the mo- the motivation he's putting out for people. If people, dude, need he's that, doing way more good than bad. Exactly. And if people need that, then great, fantastic. Yeah. But people, when people ask me about him, I'm like, he's an extremist. Yep. He went from one extreme to the other, and he realizes if he's not this extreme, he's going to be this other extreme. Because that's what he was. He was a overweight guy. Uh, what? What? He was like an exterminator. Yeah, unhappy. You know, unhappy, drinking milkshakes. Right. In his story, you know, and you're talking about, it, and I'm like, you know, I, I, I didn't come from that. I'm not like <clears throat> I wasn't, like I was always an athlete, so I was always in decent shape. Um, I mean, I, look, and my childhood was way different than his. Yeah. I, you right. know, I, I listened to his, his audio book too, and I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, my problem as like an athlete and performer, where I get interested, is like, well. I'd like to hear the story about the guy who went to Bud's and just knocked it out of the park the first time and didn't have to go in for the third round. <laughs> right. Like that's the badass. Yeah. The one that did it in his sleep. I, I, I didn't want to try. Right. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to brag. I understand. Fuck you David know, Goggins. But, I see uh, what you're saying. No, no, man. It was like to be honest. I, I, people always ask me what's the toughest thing you ever did, and I say it's college wrestling. I fucking bet. I did. It was one of the most brutal, and I think I just wasn't prepared mentally for the transition from high school sports to college sports yet you know like different it was it was a completely different ball game and i you know i was i was a little cocky right i came in from i thought i was uh you know our high school wrestling coach was an animal and yeah. he 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 made he, he we came from a really good wrestling program actually st charles west it's not too far from here um little out little 30 minutes away uh craig martin phenomenal coach he was a you know all-american at mizzou wrestling coach and he hammered us right i walk into college thinking like i've been through some tough shit in my life you know, <laughs> you know naive as all and man i walk into college wrestling and i went to lindenwood not even a division one wrestling school you know nai and holy shit yeah, it's it not was... like you showed up at iowa with brock Lesnar right, or fucking right, one of those yeah. monster factories right this is nai college wrestling i'm like okay no, man, it was a different level, and um, and I had the wrong mindset for it, and I think that's what really what, you know, the transition, but Bud's, you know, get back to what we were talking about, you know, Bud's is tough, and it's hard, but exactly, like, it's, n- like, people put it up on this pedestal, and I think that's why the dropout rate is so high, it's like 200, and, you know, or it's like an 80% dropout rate, but it's because people 
put it up here. But but I think that's also a misconception. And I was I was lucky enough to hear someone talk about buds. Um, um, a handful of different friends who, who've all been through it mm-hmm. and it's their frustration was in the strength and conditioning community when they're trying to mimic buds training yeah you know seal fit or whatever it is right oh, these right. different things and they're like man you're miss you're missing the point the reason 80 percent don't pass buds is because that's the plan right is we're, we're setting up a course for <clears throat> deselection yeah we, we want 80% to quit. That means we did our job correctly. Yeah. And it hasn't changed for no, years. of course. For years. It's not that people aren't tougher. Right. It's that we're not going to stop fucking laying into you until 80% of you quit. They're going to make you quit. Yes, this they, is the goal. We're exactly. not stopping until we have you quit. And, and it's... We're and not going to pass a whole class. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's not going to fucking happen. And I, and I just don't think there's that... I mean, could you... Uh, uh, could you maybe find 300 guys that could make it through and put them in the same class? Probably. You know, you probably could. But there's still a bottom of the bottom of the ladder, exactly, man. Exactly, right? There's, still there's always going to be. There's always going to be people who, you know, just are out there and they're not going to make it through it. It is what it is. Um, you just run into freaks out there. Yeah. Like, I had I had oh. friends who that, that went through buds three times though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, you like buds? I hated it. I didn't want to be in it at all. <laughs> this two weeks was enough for me. Yeah. I didn't fucking need six of it. I was like, oh man, I you know it's six months, and I was like, I I wanted to be in it as little as possible. So I yeah yeah I, I don't think I would have fared well. It's it's you know it's physically demanding. It's mentally challenging, and they and they reduce your sleep levels right. So you uh, that you know to induce stress. Yep. Um, but it's not. It's not the hardest thing in the world. I wonder, like, at the end of that, I wonder what your blood looks like, like what your blood hormone levels and everything. I bet cortisol is so fucking through the roof. Oh, I man. bet I bet testosterone's trash. Growth is trash. I've always had low testosterone. Really? Always. And, uh, you know, the only thing that I actually got to get it to come up um, was intermittent fasting. Uh, for me, it was testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> As <laughs> soon I as st- I started adding that back uh, in the system, yeah. it's worked great. I'm still like you know in a sport yeah, that I, I, get I can't it. do it. So, but uh, yeah, the only way I could get it up, I was always in like low four, uh, not low four hundreds, but four hundred range. Yeah, and so oh, is, mine was eighty, which is wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's crazy. And that was like at, I got my blood work done at thirty, and uh, at thirty, at you 30, had yeah, 80? 80, 85, something like that. And then um, what was causing that? I don't know. Did you have a um, just just was just wasn't there. Hadn't done anything. I had never run a cycle before that or anything. This was and there was no sort of, I don't know, like a tumor nope. of nope. some sort. No know? trauma. No, 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 nothing. Really. I know my brother had had low test, yeah. and so I had started. And I don't know if it's just years of football or yeah. slight head injuries repeatedly from yeah. you know whatever. I don't think I'd had enough. But yeah. um, needless to say, at thirty, that's what it was, and. Um, so whenever I retired from competing in 2016 at 32, yeah. 32, 33, like immediately got on. Like, <clears throat> well, the fuck not. I'm yeah. not getting drug tests anymore. It's not legal for my life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be dead honest with you, right? why wouldn't I take everything I can as a human to increase my performance? <laughs> I, until you start to until it starts to go the other way, right? I mean, I, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I don't want to like, you know, die from it, which uh, you know I'm but, not sure. But I, you can't I, with test. That's the thing, right? Exactly. Like I don't even know what I'm talking about because I've never even uh, like course. dabbled into it. Yeah, so. you could fucking we could inject you with a bottle of test the size of your water bottle. You're going to get an awful abscess. <laughs> it's, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to go well into right. the muscle, but like you're not going to die. Right. Whereas, I mean, there's enough cheeseburgers that'll kill you. Sure will. I'll eat all of them. Well, damn right. I I'll try. I'll try to. I'll try to, I'll try to get there. Pal. I don't know who's at the bottom of this, but I'm going to work <laughs> my way to it. Um, it's it's a weird thing, right? Like it's just it's very interesting to me that the essential essence of what makes males male is a does a what a one blah 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 a was it section one? What's it called? Drugs in that category? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Fuck. Terrible with that, but yeah. Um, Class. Yeah, uh, class whatever it yeah, is. Class you know, it's a felony. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, work with a doctor, get my shit done, sort it out, and monitor my blood on my own. Yeah. Every three months. Okay. Nice. And so, yeah, like, I like my test to stay around uh, about 1,000 to 1,200. Okay. Uh, and, that, like, you just feel better? Normal. Everything? Yeah. It, I feel in a way that I never have to consider why I'm tired. Right. Like, I know I'm tired because I fucking beat the shit out of myself. Yeah. 
but I don't have to wonder about motivation. Like I seem, I think better. I sleep better. I want to fuck. I want to like everything, right? Like human things. Yeah. Do human things. Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> um, I was going to ask you something. Oh, the knee. Yeah. Dude, what's going Like, how's it going? Man? So, I mean, I it's, know it's, it's better. You got a mechanical knee. I got, at I got 30, a full fake one. 36? How old yeah, 36. 36. 36. So, yeah, 37. I'll be 38 in April. Uh, I am. Oh, so we're basically. So you're th- you turn 38 in April? Yeah. Okay, I turn 38 in July. All right. Yeah, so. Yeah, so we're pretty much the same age. Yeah, so fake knee. Fake knee's good. Um, I mean, it's not full range of motion, but it wasn't prior to surgery either, so. <laughs> No, yeah. never will be again. <laughs> it's not gonna. <laughs> um, the issue I currently have is my hip. You're right, right, the, right. The right hip on that side's also beat up. Okay. Um, and it on X-rays shows a lot of arthritis, mm-hmm. and so I don't have any basically internal or external rotation on my right hip anymore, mm-hmm. or on the the femur, and so it gets caught, mm-hmm. and and like not caught like stuck, but like if it tries to go in like. I all, everything has to turn with it, Got like it. my hip and back and everything. And so I, mean, I, I can run, uh, I'm doing a, I signed up for an 18 mile trail run in Moab. I'm going to do in May. Fuck yeah. And like, I'll walk as much as I feel like fucking walking. I don't give a shit. My goal is finished. Say, first of all, it's 18 miles. Right. My goal is finished and it's not that far. Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to take me six hours. Yeah. And cool. Yeah, probably quicker than that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But that's what I put down as an what's estimated the, time. What, like, I can walk. What's the elevation gain? Um, I think it's like two thousand feet. The thing you're gonna, the thing you might run into is the downhill shit. Probably, and yeah. I walk. That, that, I, I don't have a pride. That my goal is finished. It's even even walking downhill shit is what crushes me. So I did this thing out in Boulder with a buddy, um, Tosh, where um, it's called. Uh, it was like big fish. It's a, he has a big fish foundation, right? He works with vets with mental uh, uh, mental shit going on, right? Okay. PTSD and yeah, stuff, yeah. stuff like that. And so we basically did this event where he kind of set it up to where you had to find failure. In a sense, where you did two and a half hours of either running on a true form treadmill Whoa. or on a two and a half mile loop that he had around in it on his property in Boulder at like six thousand feet or something like that. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and so my like, I was like, ah, I'm gonna come do it. I'm not that far out from a high tibia osteotomy on this left knee. <laughs> That's I, a fun one. Which I still don't have any ligaments in. Yeah. So I don't ah, have, ligaments. Fuck them. They're, <laughs> they're weak. Uh, and so I'm like, man, I'm going to come out and I'm going to do this, you know, but I'm I'm not going to have any expectations on and, – and I'm not going to be afraid to, like, stop, at, at, you know, yeah. the moment I feel like I need to. Uh, and it might do my knee swelled up to about a cantaloupe. And, and so uh, I, I got 12. See, I don't get any swelling. That's great. And I mean, yeah, r- running's what it is. I mean, I think I'm I'm as good a runner right now as I've ever been in my entire life, which right. doesn't say much, but <laughs> but you're also a monster. Yeah, a bigger bigger fella. Yeah, you've you've had, you've done other things in your life, and uh, running isn't on your your list. And I'm sure, unless it's a very short period of time, you know, like a solid forty or hundred yard dash. Yeah, that, the high tibia osteotomy is a weird one, right? It like, was, and it like that one still is the one that feels annoying. Yeah, because like, I, I feel uh, shin pain. Yes, on the outside, yeah. low left uh, outside. Mine, so mine was from the inside. Okay, so I get a little bit. Uh, I had, I had the, uh, is on the e, uh, internal okay. side or medial, medial side, medial side. Yes, yeah, sorry, and um, but I get pain down here when I run. So I don't have a ton of nerve feeling on the outside of my leg from mm-hmm. the other eight surgeries. Right. Um, now this foot will sit like back. further. Down on that side, and I don't know if it's just nerves not pulling. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'll get like weird shin splint feelings. I got from... the, I have the triangle that, that this is all numb. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, like you can't not like. I'll feel that weird feeling when I hit something on it. Yeah, so it's it's like a. I don't feel much, but like if I was to walk and accidentally drag it across the corner of like a cardboard box, right. I think you've cut me open. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> Somehow my <laughs> right. intestines are out of my shin. Yep. Uh, I recently got tattooed and like across that spot, and uh, it was as awful as I was thinking it was gonna be. Oh. It was fucking super lame. Yeah, that could have been. Good. I just sat there like, all right, <laughs> that's cool. This isn't fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's another one, man. The older you get, like, getting fucking tattooed sucks. Dude, I, so I am, you know, pretty, what, 30, I'm 37 as well. I think yep. I've had these two, this for two years now, and these were, like, my first tattoos. Right. Uh, I hated every second of it. The moment the guy put his needle on my arm, I was like, why did I <laughs> why sign up for Why did anyone do this? And I, I did, the, the one sitting was 10 hours. Yeah. And I was like, 
I'm going to do this for 10 hours. Yeah, that's the same. Like, so, this was 11 straight, and then this was, like, 16 total over two sessions, and then this was, like, another 11. And for me, the arm still is not a big deal. Right. How about uh, the inside, though? This sucks. Was, yeah, that was... Yeah, I'm, that not, was, I'm not looking forward to it. It's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. This side's been done a long time. Yeah. I, I, this I, was done in my 20s when I was still mad about yeah. things. <laughs> and, like, was like, you got to earn tattoos. It's oh, part of the cool part. Keep your face cool. And, I mean, like, my back's tattooed from... You know, from the back of my neck to the back of my knees, and like, I, there's no fucking way I could do it if that wasn't done already. Yeah, I've like in a real bad. word, I, I would love to have it redone with different art, mm-hmm. but mm-mm. no, no, we're good on no, that first no, pass. I think we're gonna <laughs> stick with this one. <laughs> we'll, we'll learn from that. <laughs> I don't no, know. No, getting tattooed fucking sucks. I'm gonna finish my forearm up, and that's it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm calling it. I'm yeah, like, I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll finish this arm, and then I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure I'm an idiot, so. But the knee, back to the knee. Yeah, the high tibia osteotomy, my leg sits different. It, it's the angle of my leg is different. Yeah, of course. And the doctor told me, he's like, yeah. he's like, we're changing the angle. And you'll catch leg. it in the hip now. Yeah. The hip and ankle are going to have to. Well, my hip's been pretty messed up for the past six, seven years. Oh, just, perfect. It's just tight, yeah. right? Just tight. And so, and that's what I was going to ask you. When you said that about your hip, was that from all the throwing? Is that what it's from? It, it couldn't have helped. Right. right, it has to be. I'm a one-sided athlete that spun one direction yeah. my entire career, um, mm-hmm. and everything's hip extension pushing the right hip forward. Gotcha. And so, is it your non-dominant side? No, it is dominant. It's your dominant yep. side that's hurt. Yeah. Okay. Because as a thrower, that's that's the load leg. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the one that stays back and pushes everything. Um, I mean, essentially, like you can pretty much coach the throws without needing to see other people throw and just say, "Turn the right foot." Yeah. Like you're not, if your right foot's pointing backwards and you're finishing a throw that way, like you didn't drive any force into <laughs> it. The hip and foot need to go that way like you were throwing a punch. Right. And, uh, yes, it just, it's just gone. Okay. And, uh, eventually I'll have hip replacement at, at some point. Yeah. Um, you, there's, there, I have a doctor uh, or a chiropractor and it, you know John Wellborn? Yeah. Yeah. Wellborn's got a chiropractor and this guy, the way he, <clears throat> the stuff he did, the only way to describe it is magic. Okay. He's rubbing on parts of your body, but he showed, he did a whole, you know, like. Is it PRP? No, no, it's no injections. No, no, no. Um, it's called. RPR. Mm, that might be it. So there's Cal Dietz is a coach in Minnesota. This guy was a Who guy, helped develop it. <clears throat> this guy, uh, no, this guy invented this. And so I met him. Um, I can't think of his name, but he, co- he was the athlete or the trainer for the Utah Jazz. Okay. And so this guy, um, <clears throat> he rubs on some spots on your body, and then it basically just activating muscle groups. See, this this sounds like RPR. Yeah, it probably there's there's it's probably, like, there's it's probably a, a few things. It's like out reflective there. Um, proprioceptive reset or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So it's resetting wiring, basically, is what right. I've been explained. And he, I mean, he he brought a guy up from the crowd, and he he did it, and he sh- like showed the guy low back. The guy had some like low back extension issues or something like that, or just was really it was like really small but didn't have the right the correct amount of extension rubbed on like his ass his back and the back of his head mm-hmm. and then he like literally like yeah it changed added, hip extension added 15 degrees to his hip extension yeah the same, and so it's it's i i'd have to be i'd be shocked if it's not yeah. caldeitz's stuff the the uh, rpr mm-hmm. um jeff nichols is is a familiar in practicing at a J.L. Holdsworth is a, is a coach that's in Ohio from like around elite that I've worked with on it and uh it's interesting. Yeah. And you can do it to yourself. Like, you can rub your sternum and catch yourself under the rib cage and then... Oh, you, you, you know what? Actually, we talked about this on our last yeah. podcast. We so you can, you can do all that, um, mm-hmm. but that would be like the daily preparation version. Yeah. Now, having uh, like one of them work on you at, as far as the uh, get activated side yeah. is a really uncomfortable thing. Okay. Um, and JL described it to me like, um, I mean, just, just trauma. And he's like, you know, if we're looking at your body from a, from a trauma standpoint, it's holding on to things. Right. Um, I mean, you got your brain turned off nine times and woke up in pain without what 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 the fuck happened here? Right. Yep. You know, the body doesn't know. Yeah. And so, of course, it's guarded. Yep. And uh, yeah, just you know, trying to trying to work through that and like what you hold on to. Like, um, I mean, I saw. I got this guy's contact information. I'll okay, give it, cool. I'll give it to you, and I think I don't know if it's exactly what the same stuff you're describing, but um, it was really interesting. And like 
him, some of his research he was saying was, or, or basically what he was saying was when he was the athletic trainer, <clears throat> they, you know, like for the Utah Jazz, the year before they had, you know, however many injuries, right? It was, say, um, you know, 100 players throughout the season couldn't play because of some, something, yeah. whatever. Uh, the next year he had 98% of the, p- of the team, only two players didn't buy into his system. Those two players were the only players that got hurt throughout the entire year. <sighs> the next year, 100% of the players uh, bought into it, and they literally no one was hurt. Whoa. He had people walk by, like like um, they were doing x-rays of some guy, and he's like, a, do- a doctor walked by, and he's like, that looks like a total knee replacement right there waiting to happen, you know, just looking at the mm-hmm. x-rays of the guy. The guy still hasn't had uh, a knee replacement all because of, like, this technique that this guy uses. It's pretty interesting. Oof. I know. Um. <clears throat> really interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll give you his information. And, and, yeah, um, like I'll take I'll take help fucking anywhere I can exactly, get. Exactly, man. Point. Right? Like, like that's that's all we're trying I'm, to do. 